Hello there, dear listener, and welcome to this week's pubisode, where Dom, Laura, Mike and I have a chat about last week's episode, The Telephone Game. We share recommendations for games and music, talk about the separation of art and artist when a celebrity turns out to be an absolute scumbag, and briefly debate who would win in a sexy duel between Hugh Laurie and Jeff Goldblum. And here we are sitting in the Night Fever Club, which is one of the first places to be shut down during COVID due to an unfortunate misunderstanding about what the club is actually all about. Taking a quick break after our escape from the disco booth to have a drink and a chat about the room what we just did. But first, it's my round. So who's drinking what? Um, I will. So so I'm wearing a, a, a King Goblin uh, T-shirt. Uh, from Edgewood Brewery. I'm now also drinking King Goblin from a Hobgoblin pint glass on, I've just discovered, a Hobgoblin coaster. So <laughs> I am, I'm full on, full on Hobgoblining it. Yeah. Which people who, people who can't see Dom, he's actually a goblin as well. So this is, he's very much <laughs> yeah. on brand. He's, he's just dressed as Jareth from the Labyrinth. <laughs> just the cod piece yeah dubious cod piece included i learned recently that like he deliberately stuffed that cod piece like, it, was <laughs> a, it was a design choice to have the biggest package in 80s cinema now that, that's going to give some mixed feelings looking at that uh, in your in your formative years that's what we're lacking from family films these days they used to always put something in for the for the parents <laughs> just, a massive just, dick yeah <laughs> i'll go to the cinema if i, I mean that's gonna be yeah i mean that, <laughs> Now they just wheel John Malkovich out in front of the screen whenever they want to put a massive dick on te- telly. But that's just Hi-yo. that's my that's that's my bias. That's my that's my issue. I've got to tagged do. at John Malkovich. <laughs> Fuck you, John. You've done nothing to me, but I hate you. That's that's. Is, a, is he going to tweet us in a few weeks? What's putting a Malkovich tray of Yorkshire puddings. Oh, that's, I like that's, Malkovich. That's a separate episode. I haven't got time to go into it. <laughs> I'm gonna just. I'm gonna build a full-on being John Malkovich room now, and oh, you're gonna be the only person in it. <laughs> ah. It's going to be three hours long. If it's possible to commit Harry Carey in an escape room, I think that'll be the first time it's going to happen. Please, no, not John Markovich. Delicious. I, I can't nice. get into single malt. I need to find one that's quality enough that I won't feel sick. One of the best um, distilleries around near you, um, Penderin. Yeah. Penderin Gold is so smooth. Yeah, I've ne- never tried it. Whenever I've tried whiskey in the past, it's been just death for me. But maybe... What, so just... all, all whiskey? All whiskey that I've tried, which isn't like that many, but like just not Scotch, been good. or do you include bourbon in whiskey? I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, to be honest with you. I don't know what it was that I was given. This is in a pub in Merthyr in the early two thousands. So who the fuck? Knows it could be anything. Yeah. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> we run off from the tap. Yeah. It's just paint thinner and spit. <laughs> They've got a bath in the. Uh, Depending on what pub you were in at the time, it could oh. be literally anything. Isn't whiskey normally brown rice? This is clear. I'll just chuck some oxo cubes in it. It'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Mm. <laughs> Again, depend on what pub you're in. Beefy <laughs> vodka. <laughs> But you'll still get changed back from your tenor on a round. You would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very cheap. It won't cost you much. You do get what you, you pay for. <laughs> I'm drinking um, rhubarb flavoured sparkling water. Because I'm still under designated driver status for another couple of months. The discerning choice. Rhubarb flavoured. Mm. That's posh. Mm, yeah. I mean, what's going to be your, your first post baby tipple? I don't know. Something wine related, I imagine. Other one glass, I'll probably be on the floor. I was going to say, do you think you have to work your way back up? Single, gla- single glass of Prosecco at Christmas, just, maybe? Just buy one of those novelty glasses that can take a full <laughs> bottle of wine. Just the one for me, thank just you. <laughs> it's been a while. 
And I'm Jamie, and after my shameful display over the past couple of episodes where I was drinking whatever I could find in my cupboard, I've actually got a real beer. And I've decided to go a bit harder uh, with a massive tin of Foam Fix Premium. Uh, it was a gift for me by my younger brother. Uh, I don't know where he got it from, but it, oh Jesus, that is a massive huge. tin! Like you can see my hand against it is bigger than my hand. Um, How much is in it, that? It's a liter. It's a liter of, a liter. of lager. Oh, Christ! Wow. So it is going to be quality lager beer, is what it says, and I sure bloody hope so because there's lots of it. It is nice. <laughs> um, it is. It is just a very nice lager beer. It does. It does rather look like one of those ones that you'd see a veteran drinking on the street <laughs> yeah. with a dog on a string. I mean, it's got like a Viking like on the logo of it, so it's got yeah. like it's got vibes to it. But yeah, I, it's I on the shelf like, next to special brew. I like brew. a beer that's as big as my face, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's quality. So I'm yeah, I'm gonna just start demanding all my drinks in liter form from now on. I think you're confusing quality with quantity. <laughs> well, that's usually how I operate most of my day to day going. To be fair. <laughs> They're exactly the same thing, surely. Yeah, and nobody asks for a tin of bean. Bad quality. Beans, good quality. <laughs> uh, spoiler warning for uh, the previous episode. If you've not listened to the puzzle episode, uh, which I don't know what it's going to be called yet, but let's say the disco booths or the telephone game, please pause it right now and listen to that. Or you can just listen to us now. I'm not going to control your life, but I'm just giving you a fair warning. So in this episode, our intrepid puzzlers escaped from a series of disco booths where they were locked inside, uh, having to figure out how to communicate with each other via the aux cables, some hidden UV in the disco balls, and then dialing some wonderfully sung numbers of popular songs, which will not get me in trouble with the copyright because they were well, they were, they were dog shit the way they sang them. Deliberately so. Uh, you, did, you did very well within a head's breadth. So congratulations to you. I thought it was great. Yeah. Was really good I didn't feel like I did well. I think, if anything, I just muddied the waters throughout. <laughs> I, th- I think at one point it was Laura who had already come up with the right answer. And I not only talked over her, but then continued to talk for the best part of a minute, <laughs> just leading us completely astray. <laughs> did you manage to manspread through that at the same time? <laughs> I've hit all of the bases. Oh, oh, yes. Lock- locked at a single occupancy booth, you still managed to manspread over to somebody else's booth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some of the confusion is, is my fault because I can't seem to pair names and colours together. In a cohesive manner. So Mike thought he was blue, he thought he was yellow, and that's all my fault. <laughs> I think the easy way to remember us next time is is that is either hair length or height. Uh, I think we're all I think it's a, a grade either way. That's fair. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> it's because Laura's teeny. Yeah. I was really I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna buff our own trumpets for a second and just say I was really proud of us for um sticking to the uh the incommunicado rules uh in, yeah, you did in well. space. Yeah, we didn't talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> I I did realise how much I do normally rely off of just reading things out loud uh until someone else has an idea. When I couldn't read my stuff out loud, I was like, huh, brain just not doing nothing. Brain just looking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I realised that that section wouldn't make for terribly good audio, but I was hoping that you would then describe things to each other once you were able to communicate. Uh, and luckily, you f- 
found a way to communicate in a way that I hadn't expected. Uh, so it made it it made it more fun, which was great. I didn't. What did you not expect? Uh, the round robin of having all oh. in a circuit. I didn't expect that. Um, See, I still don't really understand how that worked. I just let Michael do it. <laughs> <laughs> he just led, and I just followed. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd initially expected the way I thought the communication would go uh, because it was all color based. Um, that the presence of the orange, the purple, and the green would be like okay, so it's mixing, yeah, it's mixing colors. Um, so you could have plugged in um, Laura with your red. You could have plugged the red into the green. I don't red into the yeah green um, yeah green oh, yeah red into the green, and you would have been able to talk to Mike and Dom simultaneously. They, they did initially come up with some stuff where, like, if you plugged it into the wrong thing, there'd be like horrible feedback, and there would be there was a brown, a black, and a white one, but it just got too too unwieldy. But you you found a solution that unexpected, so that was great. I just think it's really fun that even after technically solving the room, you're telling us things about it, and all three of us are going, oh. <laughs> that's the that's the set of a well designed escape room. If it would have been great if it, if it, if we if we got it wrong and it had played the brown note at us. Or so like our booth suddenly like oh no you lose a foot to poo. Oh god, I've only got six foot left. You can't get out, but you you shit yourself a little. Oh, I see. The way you said you lose a foot, I thought you meant uh, I was just like Jesus, that must have come out quite some speed, <laughs> knocking my limbs off. <laughs> Yeah, was there anything, um, as my fuck-ups aside, um, anything that, that didn't gel or didn't make, make perfect sense? Apart from the, I mean, for me, apart from the colour mm. muck-up, um, which, to be honest, was just funny. Um, no, not really. I mean, definitely, um, we all got a little bit, we all tried to do the maths, um, and it was like, oh, we didn't need to do the maths, thank God. Because mm. I was not confident in my maths. Yeah, um, but I did the maths anyway. I wasted <laughs> quite maths. a yeah. precious seconds doing I did the, the maths right, though. I, I thought I got it wrong, but I checked it. I did the maths right, which is... Uh... Oh, I cheated. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I did it. <laughs> I worked it out with a little... Oh, little, bloody hell. Little oh, maths geez. everywhere. Laura <gasps> did a proper maths. I did it by hand and then oh, I checked wow. it and I remembered I had a phone on my leg. And I know uh, well, I can just use a calculator on the phone that's on my leg. <laughs> As someone who's notoriously bad at maths at escape rooms, I would never I would never dream of putting maths into one of these episodes. I, I, I <laughs> I'm going to put maths into the John Malkovich episode. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm suddenly sick that day. <laughs> Multiplying John Malkovich. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I, I got a bit bogged down as well because I, re- I realised that like the the number for blue had enough numbers for letters, and I was like, mm, do I have to try and work this out now? Is he going to say something different? But then the, the boys worked it out, and I didn't have to. Yeah, see, say it I, out loud how wrong I was. <laughs> see, I did flag that the that the, the numbers matched the colours. You did, yeah. And then I thought, oh, but we've actually. Uh, We've already we've already solved that bit, so good. I don't need to try and work that out. So I was like, oh, we, we managed to skip a stage. And what was really funny was when we had the colours. I was like, God, I'm really glad I had to work out what purple is. And then of course, I did. <laughs> <laughs> whoops. Yeah, I I did one tiny other additional fuck up um, where I was meant to say. Um, that one of your booths when the UV light came on that the letters the the, the the triplets of letters under each number you could see glowing they were scratched in so you'd get an earlier clue that the the numbers and the letters were connected um, right I think and then I think, then soon after then Dom you twigged that it was the letters and the numbers uh, were mixed together so then I just quickly added in that little uh, keypad picture into the chat for you to go yeah, <laughs> 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 cool cool 
It's all cool. Oh, say so, smile and wave, boys. <laughs> well, see, when you listed off that it was zero to nine um, with the, the hash and the asterisk, I immediately thought, oh, it's T9 then. And I thought, no, I didn't mention any letters. So I shouldn't say uh, that. That should be confusing. There's, there's no letters on them. Otherwise, he would have mentioned that when mm. he first described the um, uh, buttons. Buttons. Why, am yeah. I, why is that so weird? They're dead buttons. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's right. what. The, yeah, that's what phones. That's what they are. Are they yeah. keys? Are they keys? The key. I mean, also the T9 does sound like old BT phone booths, so like a very early precursor to the Terminator. Like, like the T90 is like perhaps a smart fridge or something. <laughs> the Wi-Fi connection. T, T9 is objectively better than QWERTY when it comes to typing uh, on something in your hand. Um, yeah. I was still so disappointed that you can't get a T9 smartphone. <laughs> I'm, I've just, I, I see. I'm not going to disagree. I think for new users, though, no. It's just that we grew up in a generation where we've somehow wired our brains to be able to type incredibly fast and accurately on a T9 keyboard. No, Which is why not. I thought red it's was seven seven seven. It's down to thumb size. Like on on a screen, if you're fitting however many letters there are in the alphabet, uh, I don't know. Nobody knows that. It's one of those mysteries. No one knows how many letters there are in the alphabet. But, <laughs> well, but that's more buttons than however many there are on uh, T9. Eleven. No, it can't be 11. No, yeah. that yeah. would make sense. 12, because there's a zero and the star on the asteroid. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it should be T12. But yeah, um, yeah, that's just easier for people with normal-sized thumbs. What about the normal-sized thumbs? What about the abnormal thumbs? Um, I mean, let's be honest, who's ever designed a product that is actually good for anyone but the um, the non-existent average male? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> So those guys, Ooh. you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Same guys to next there. for making trousers that fit me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I would like one pair of man pantaloons, please. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Jamie, how works. Literally, works. <laughs> Jamie, I've got a question. I've got a question. Yeah. So, what was the? What was like the? Because there's always with a Jamie. There's always some like, a bit of hidden lore or something in here. Have you had disco fever? I have. Not have you been to like a karaoke bar or something? What you know, on? I've not had disco fever, but I've been listening to a lot more um, synthwave and disco metal recently. Mm. That's but the the main inspiration for this um, this puzzle came from um, at Glastonbury this year. Didn't go because uh, I don't listen to that kind of music. But at Glastonbury, <laughs> um, as a guy called Dave Middleton who does Bewilder Box in Brighton, he did a portable escape room at Glastow in a portaloo. Um, called the Tardis. Oh, oh yes! <laughs> um, I was like, "God, oh, great! I could do something in a in a portable toilet." Um, and then like, I don't want to just nick that idea. And then in a place in Cardiff called Flight Club, um, which does darts, uh, up on the terrace, there is a phone booth that's been converted into a single occupancy disco booth, where you oh. tap in some numbers and you just play some pop tunes, and you can just have a little bit of a dance on your own. Uh, so that, that's where that came from. Like, right, let's trap them in disco booths and see what happens. So. But back to the portaloo, what, mm. is it advertised as the fact they're going to get locked in? Because if I was in a festival portaloo and then found I couldn't leave, <laughs> I think I would kick a wall off. It, well, luckily, um, from what I've seen, uh, the the people that go in know, A, that it's an escape room, first of all. And they Do they have, poop in there? They have to. Well, they have to chant before they go in as a, as a form of waiver. The words, this is not a functioning toilet. And they have to <laughs> just to make sure they understand fully 
before they can go in. Because yeah. I think most most festival portaloos aren't functioning after the first day. Yeah, after yeah that 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 game would not survive six hours of download, let alone no. a full week. Because that those toilets were a goddamn mess this year. It, they were people are animals. I went in twenty two thousand and eight is when I went to download, and they were just as bad then. It was uh, they were. <laughs> Guys peeing up against the Hessian sacks because they couldn't be bothered to wait for the portaloos, not realising that the Hessian sacks were almost like a one-way mirror facing onto the disability ramp. So people in wheelchairs at crotch height were getting a fantastic look of just a line <laughs> of dicks on the way to the <laughs> stage. So <laughs> that didn't stop them. It just encouraged them more. <laughs> Animals. <laughs> been, I've been to an escape room where they've had to give us that disclaimer as well. It was, Don't poop in here. Yeah, literally. Um, it was um, the uh, oh crap! It's the one in Canterbury. Uh, in fact, I'm going to get the name. You'd think they'd all have that sign just to cover their back, <laughs> even if there's not a toilet in there. Just, yeah, exactly. Like, please, especially if there's not a toilet in there. Please don't shit in our escape room. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. It's Escape the Towers. We don't um, escape from your toilet. You don't shit in our escape room. <laughs> <laughs> it's escape it's escape the towers which is great it's um it's built into an actual old like jail in the old um part of the uh the old kind of gate to the city uh, and it's amazing it's a really awesome room lots of kind of original components in there and lots of sort of cool 19th 18th century sort of gubbins and bits and bobs in there but also in one of the cells because it was actually a cell it has a lovely little toilet um which is basically a hole um and yeah they very carefully took one look at me and John and went, okay, so we have to say this to everybody, but we're really going to say it to you too. Please don't poo or piss into this. People have done it. We wish they wouldn't. Please do not. This is not an active toilet and you will fuck things up if you do. And you look at you like, I wasn't thinking about it. But now, but now if anything, my bum is just like, do it, Michael. <laughs> Curl out <laughs> Yeah, literally, like he, he said it and I was crowning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. so they said we say this to everybody. Is that in the same way that the TSA just randomly screen people? That it's not it's not a, a pattern there of certain individuals. They go, hang on a second. They've spotted the poop. These look like a we, pair of shitters. Uh, well, funnily, so we had, we had done their other room previously, which is their absolutely incredible and cinematic um, uh, air defences one, built again into the, the towers. Um, and with a load of old World War II um, AARP equipment, which is amazing. Uh, but yeah, John and I were so bad at that, um, that actually, yeah, if I saw me coming again, I would really have been like, yeah, don't, don't shit on this. <laughs> this is like the remembered Bailey for trying to pull stuff off the walls. Yeah. I want to get a little a t-shirt now that's almost like a, it's a parody of the, the American snake, don't tread on me. But instead of a snake, it's a curled turd with don't shit on this written beneath it. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's <laughs> Escape Infinite Escape from Merch coming your way this, uh, this December for Christmas. I really should actually set that. <laughs> They've got the entire like t-shirt store set live and I have the designs ready. Just never set never it live. Set them up. Let's do it. So you might be a little busy in December, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a smidge. Changing nappies. Yeah, I, I like Jamie's one more. Don't, I want Jamie's on one. <laughs> don't shit on this, not don't shit on me. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I created the, the, the basic concept of this puzzle uh, maybe two months ago and just sort of had it parked and assumed that I'd finished it. And then it came to like a week ago. Uh, yeah, we, oh, fuck. Oh, this is just this is just a co an initial concept. Oh, right. How the fuck is this going to work? I've kind of committed to this now. So 
any inconsistencies you see in the puzzle are probably due to that scatterbrained approach <laughs> to design. So the the accent was that uh... that I've been watching a lot of Andy Donna uh, recently, which is fantastic. Um, comedy trio from australia and there's the one guy um broden who and isn't from australia oh he is unfortunately from my <laughs> accent but yeah is 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 yeah that's the is sort of thing all right boys are the bloody hell are you, you cheeky boys are you fucking doing <laughs> and I, yeah i wanted to do a bit of that i did toy with a number of accents saying it on my own in the car over the weekend <laughs> to see what fit and i sort of settled on that I think it feels like you settled on toying with a number of accents during the actual <laughs> delivery. Oh, that's de- that's definitely true. I think it kind of, I, I would say like they say, I found my rhythm halfway through, but no, I think I just went off piste a little bit more. <laughs> I, ca- I can't mock uh, any accent I try will um, will travel around the continent in the space of one sentence. So, I'm, I'm the man of a thousand voices. The trouble is, they happen simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, karaoke song of choice then, Jamie? Ooh. It depends on how much I've had to drink. Um, initially. <laughs> I say it, enough to, to really go for it. Okay, so my my, my opener would be um, Bay Naked Ladies One Week. That's before. Uh, that's what I've had like two mm. That's hard to do after drinking too much. Yeah. Well, yeah, after two pints, enough courage, but I can still like move my mouth in time with the songs. <laughs> um, once I'm about six or seven deep, then it's Electric Sixties Gay Bar all the way. Nice. Oh, tune. Absolute fantastic. And then at the end of the night, once the karaoke's finished, then trying to lead everybody in a rousing rendition of How You Remind Me by Nickelback. <laughs> what an interesting choice. Or Hero with Chad Kroeger and uh, Oh Joe yeah. <laughs> that is mm. from uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, if you want if you want yeah. to distill nostalgia and just put it into 3 minutes, that song, oh good god, it's beautiful. Who knew anybody would appreciate um, Chad Kruger? Definitely not Chad Kruger. No, get me drunk enough, and uh, you'll see. Uh, I kind of feel like we should. I kind of feel like we all need to now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't karaoke. You don't karaoke? No, no. I don't karaoke either. But you've got, you've got yeah. Yeah. that one that you'd do if you had to. Nope. Nope. I, I, I sing along to yourself. Sing along to myself or sing along in the car. Yeah, but I don't karaoke. And I don't sing what's your, what's your karaoke? What's your karaoke song then? Wherever on the radio. Doesn't which, matter. I just sing along with the radio. <laughs> it's usually a bit of NWA, isn't it, Law? <laughs> <laughs> just I windows can, down. Can, Fuck I the can underground. <laughs> Fucking hydraulics on the car. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just Laura bops out of the car. She's like, oh, cash rules everything around me. Cream. <laughs> you sing that to yourself. <laughs> and I'm conscious that's not NWA, by the way. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> that's Wu-Tang. Yeah. That is uh, the Wu-Tang clan. Okay, what about uh, what about you, Dom? What's your karaoke song of choice? Uh, so there, there's a fantastic uh, version that's floating from around for a few years ago. When I heard it, I, I can never really look back. Um, someone changed um, "Don't You Want Me" by the Human League, so that um, you were working as a waitress in a cocktail bar is every single line. <laughs> so if you think about it in your head, you can, the, that line fits the entire song uh, with a little bit of creative work around the bridge. Um, and then, of yeah, course, it does work. Version, I was working and it, and it's just, <laughs> no one, no one sees it coming because it's the first line and then it's just the first line and the first, and it's so much fun to do. Oh, as that's well. it. I love it. So and you can do it as straight. strong as you want because it's just one line. You don't need to try, you don't even need to be able to read at that point. I love it. It's like there's a, a band I I heard years ago um, that was that would sing the lyrics of "Don't Stop Believing" over the top of Enter Sandman. 
<laughs> and I've always wanted to try that at a karaoke. And it worked really well. Some like, a, a little bit of creative license. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the band um, that did it. And it was like, you know what? Fair dues, guys. That's, that's pretty fucking cool. I'd probably get bottled if I tried it in a karaoke bar. Like around here, but still, it's worth it. <laughs> How about you, Mike? What's your karaoke song? Tribute, Tenacious D tribute. Yes, absolute, uh, we've all absolute seen banger. Tribute. And that's uh, very true. Yeah, yeah. The more dr- the more drunk I am, the looser my throat is. So I try to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a <clears throat> that's a statement. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. Okay, the louder I do it, the louder I do. That's one go. for the LinkedIn bio, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's one just to snip on out of that audio and reuse many, many times. <laughs> that, that's going to be the entirety of next week's previously. Just that. Just, just, on, just on loop. I might even just take that. I mean, every time like Mike says something in the puzzle episode, it's just that. Just... <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe you join it with Dom's I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar and then you add in I relax my throat. <laughs> um, We're making yeah. rock history here. <laughs> Right, I do believe uh, that we are getting towards our last orders. So, does anybody want to come in hot with anything? I have, I have uh, something um, non non um, angry, non non negative. Huh? I know. <laughs> there is only one emotion, Dom, and it is anger. <laughs> and we're just subbing a, in Anna. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of a of a plug. Um, so. My uh, favorite board game uh, ever that I've ever played is the King's Dilemma. Um, but it is very big and very involved, and you play it over roughly 20 hours in total. So, obviously, multiple sessions. But um, there is a video game um, which is sort of like uh, Jackbox in the terms of the mechanics of it um, called King of the Castle. And it's basically a party-sized online version of The King's Dilemma. I mean, I don't want to say that they they ripped off the idea at all. Maybe it was entirely by accident, but they've completely ripped off the idea. Um, But they've (laughs) simplified it down. Um, So it's got uh, voting. Uh, One person's the king. Everyone else is vying for the crown. Um, But they also have to... They're the councils who have to try and keep the the kingdom healthy. It's got mild legacy elements. So the game will remember choices that you made in previous games. And that's your your ancestor's legacy. Uh, It's got like an emerging emerging narrative based on the choices you make. So whatever you do will then affect the future of the kingdom and different stories further on. Um, And... Role play isn't necessary, but you can definitely do a bit of light role playing as your character as well, and the game embraces that. So, yeah, I highly recommend that if anybody um, fancies a party game online. It's a good one. Ooh, I like I'm it. I'm so stoked for that. Yeah, I'm. I'm playing. We've got um, a LAN coming up in early September, um, and yeah, that's that's busting out. And it sounds incredible. Sounds perfect. That's great. Yeah, if I get the link off you, Dom, I'll put it in the show notes. That sounds great. I love anything with a legacy element. I'm. So really the legacy element is pretty much limited to it will refer to historic choices uh, made by other previous players but yeah it's still it is it's 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 fun um having that and when your character dies which they can do during a game um you will immediately come back as whoever it is the second which is uh, uh, nice technically legacy yeah I, I dig it i dig it that's really cool what would you go what uh, are you coming up with mike I was just gonna. I was gonna come up with a plug as well. I saw a plug. Uh, just kind of a recommendation, really. So, uh, Laura and I like to have a bit of wor- uh, music just playing in the background uh, at work when we're, you know, at home working from home. Working. It used to be BBC Radio Six, um, except that you know sometimes 
we did, uh, it's got a really like cool eclectic music taste but sometimes it's a, a little bit too eclectic even for us it'll just be like two dogs <laughs> banging pans together and you're like oh cool an hour of this and then Craig Charles no, going, the, yeah, cool. the second album was amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like oh Craig I love you so much but you're talking horse shit here this is just two dogs banging pans um, <laughs> gotta hear but, it on vinyl otherwise it's not worth it <laughs> found this really cool thing uh, FIP uh, Radio France FIP hmm. just google it you'll come to a radio station um, and it is just fantastically cool um, it's a really lovely selection of music it's really varied but a lot of it's kind of quite easy listening it's from all across the world and best of all it's got these wonderful French continuity kind of announcers who just kind of bubble away in French really nicely it doesn't really engage your language senses too much it doesn't really you know <laughs> unless you're French it, well unless you're French yeah. obviously but you know it, it kind of doesn't just, doesn't sort of pull you out French. of whatever you're doing but it's just kind of like a nice background burble the, the occasional song is hilarious because there was this expertly written rap that was on the other week where they rhymed diarrhea with gonorrhea <laughs> and I was just like well this is played in full because it's a French radio station they don't really understand what's going on but I'm disturbed <laughs> I mean what else can you rhyme this was great with, but you know I'm disturbed by this whole thing. <laughs> and um, so Michael uh, told me about this and um, I haven't been using the main channel, but it has different channels for different genres. And I've stuck uh, exclusively to the metal channel because uh, they will go anything from sort of blue cheer um, all the way up to some crazy shit that came out last year. Um, and it's just, you never know what's coming next. And uh, yeah, like Laura said, they keep all the swearing in. And it's really nice, nice yep. to, to have some metal radio that's reliable. I like it. I will definitely check that out. Um, since we're recommending different radio stations, one that I've been listening to recently is um, Epic Rock Radio. I think it's a Canadian Hello. Um, station. Um, and it's just all symphonic and power metal and prog metal. And it is nice. banging. I've, I've discovered quite a quite a few new good metal bands from listening to Epic Rock Radio. <laughs> I've been That's going to be our tomorrow, I think. <laughs> I've been listening to Blind Guardian lately. Uh, oh, nice! I, I imagine they're a uh, they're a staple of that yeah. sort of thing. Did you ever Blind Guardian to, to Demons and Wizards, Dom? Uh, only the ones in my cupboard. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they were a collaboration with uh, from Blind Guardian's lead singer and Ice Earth. Um, oh, okay. But then they dissolved when. Iced Earth dissolved because the front man... The sun came out. Hey! hey the, 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 the front man for Iced Earth was photographed storming the Capitol on January 6th with a weapon and has since gone to prison. <laughs> and That's the problem with, 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 these, with the, the more um, fringe metal bands. It's, it's, yeah. uh, I mean, don't look into the history of Dragon Force, for example. Oh, um, no. Because it'll ruin your fun of playing um, Guitar Hero. Oh. Um... But yeah, you never know who's uh, who stabbed a guy, burnt a church, or um, you know, just straight up uh, murdered a child. That's the problem with with the metal scene. You never know. Yeah, and they get such a bad rap, you know. It's not good. Yeah, Unfunded. I don't really like. Yeah, rapping metal's not for me. Um, <laughs> oh no, new metal. Some certain nostalgia for Limp Bizkit. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds as bad as the pop punk scene where they're all taking underage girls on buses. Oh, are they? they oh, are, no. They're all at it. That's why you often see the, the lead singer changing or the guitarist is changing, or because they because it's all teenage girls at a pop punk gig. Yeah, fourteen yeah, year old girls. Yeah. There's a whole there's a song came out about it. Um, I can't. Remember. Was it a pop punk song? No, it was um, <laughs> a female artist sang about having underage girls on your bus and like having their bras hung up everywhere oh wow I can't remember what it's called it hasn't long come out but I have to find it right, so and uh, what's his name from Birmingham Horizon pissed on a girl because she wouldn't fuck him 
Oh, wow. If we're just slinging stuff around now. Uh, yeah. I, that one out. <laughs> I, I thought I thought the neck tattoos were a dead giveaway that he was a bit of a twat, but that just uh, that I thought you were say, it for me. With the neck tattoos, I just assumed he was a straight-up guy. <laughs> good taste, good decisions. <laughs> so Laura's just found it. It's Scene Queen. Ooh. It's 18 plus, the song is. Jesus. Oh. Right, this, this, is a, yeah. this is a PSA to all musicians that are listening to this podcast. Just fucking stop. Just, yeah. just, just stop it. Just, just play Don't stop the music. Yeah, just play music and stop, stop hey. fucking about. Don't storm any capitals. You know, special predator. Because it, it really sucks when you love uh, music or art or film or whatever, and then the creator turns out to just be a terrible person. Yeah, I always think, am I still allowed to enjoy the art if I'm not even given the money? Yeah. Think, or am I therefore being? But everyone's a little bit, a little bit shit. <laughs> All right, so let's extend the PSA. Musicians, movie makers, <laughs> artists, just anybody, just everyone in the world. Just fucking stop. <laughs> just stop. Ego, Make good art and stop being a twat. Hugh Laurie could unleash a bioweapon and <laughs> I would still love him. Hugh Laurie could unleash a bioweapon while fucking me in the ear. And I would be like, if, yeah, if Hugh great. Laurie was able to unleash a bioweapon, yeah, you'd be yeah, you'd be moderately impressed at least. Like I didn't know he had it in him, you know? Fair dues. No, but then nobody saw that, uh, you know, amazing jazz coming either. And it can't be denied. You like a jazz man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, album. Fantastic jazz pianist. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm. That was surprising. <laughs> exactly. So no one will know about the bioweapon. They will be like, wow, good for him. I want to see I want to I want to see Hugh Laurie and Jeff Goldblum do a jazz duet together. <laughs> that, oh, no, I wouldn't want that. a duet. I'd want I want a duel. <laughs> Dueling <laughs> pianist. A, a jazz off. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is one letter away from a exciting Saturday afternoon. Well, that's a poster that would be graffitied around the world, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hugh Laurie and Jeff Goldblum jizz off. <laughs> it, it, it would be, though, wouldn't it? I think, Who do you reckon's got more in them? I think Jeff. Jeff would win. Well, um, Jeff Goldblum's definitely got more comments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel Probably like his own. I feel <laughs> like Hughes's. <is. laughs> but Jeff's got more style, though. You know, as he's going, he'd be doing it hands free. As he, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> he, he I feel like Hugh Laurie's would be quite potent, though. <laughs> this, this conversation. Like, he'd only need a teaspoon, but it would be, be effective. <laughs> okay, so final PSA. Uh, just stop it, unless you're Hugh Laurie or Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> or do whatever you want, guys. You are untouchable. <laughs> um, yes, there's one, uh, one thing I'd like to, to mention as well is... Um, Anybody listening out there uh, who plays the game Escape Simulator, uh, they've recently announced, like yesterday, that they've implemented a versus mode on their game. Uh, I cl- play the game fairly like frequently. It's usually nightly that I'm playing Escape Simulator, you know, in between bouts of Minecraft and now Boltgun, which is amazing. Yes! Fucking the soundtrack yes, is incredible. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, Escape Simulator now do a versus mode and random multiplayer as well. And uh, I put the feelers out on our Discord chat for Patreons only. Hashtag subscribe. And there seems to be some appetite for people to want to play against us. So how do... How does that work then? So you build you build a room and then uh, uh, compete to see who can solve each other's rooms first? I think the way they've done it is they've got rooms now that are the same room replicated, like duplicated. Except oh, for so the, it's a race. Except for the final bit at the very end, uh, which is like maybe a button you slam or something like that. So And yeah, the multiplayer works on that. So if anybody fancies having a game of Escape Simulator with us, tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us, DM us, email us, whatever. Let us know and we'll try and make something happen. Could be fun. Laura and I'll be there as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I can't solve escape rooms without Laura. 
<laughs> no way, you're normally the memory. I'm, yeah, you're the memory in this relationship now. Oh, no. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've become a perfect being. I'll still write oh. in all the pockets while you try to overcomplicate things. I've okay. transcended. <laughs> I, I do believe uh, that is almost time for us to be leaving the pub, unless anyone has any closing thoughts they would like to share with the group. Yeah. Okay. Just props for bolt gun smashing gun. <laughs> yeah, it is. I see. I still have Doom on the PS One, so why would I need to? Uh, the gameplay is a lot more fluid, even though the graphics look like Doom. Don't you dare say a word against Doom on the PS One. <laughs> if you in Doom, can you can you power vault over several enemies and then chainsaw someone in the face, spin around within a millisecond, and shoot somebody else? No, no but that sounds stressful. All the with an excellent metal soundtrack Doom is that it's essentially yeah. turn based. I, I want. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I, I want to find the soundtrack for Bolt Gun because it's incredible. Mm, it is. Ah, it's so good. But we shall chat about Bolt Gun another time. So we shall see you next time when we're escaping from a mysterious haunted phone line. We love you lots and we'll see you next time on the Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. 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 So is it chips on the way out? <laughs> chips with a, a monumental amount of garlic sauce. I want it to oh, seep yeah. from my paws. Like an illegal <laughs> amount. Can you lactate garlic burger. sauce? That's yeah. my goal in life. Oh, a Sam's fried chicken. Yeah, and all the filthy chicken bit. Yeah. Mm. I'll go for some chicken. Nice.